Just takes a little effort, we can work it out. These things go hand in hand, know what I'm talking about. Can we have one without the other, one without the other, yeah. One without the other, one without the other, yeah. We made it through the test, strengthening love and sex. What's going on, everybody? It's Suspensers, and we're back at it we're again. Back. We're back for strengthening love and sex. And yes, you're in the right place if you're married, if you're seriously dating, if you're engaged. Yes. We want all of y'all to be with us on this podcast because we feel like we've got some things that can help you strengthen your love and even enhance your sex when you're ready for it. Absolutely. <laughs> um love and sex is something that is so important to uh, a covenant relationship and um i've just been given a lot of thought around this idea of earthquakes mm. I, I was really disturbed and and grieving over what the people in turkey and syria have gone through uh over close to forty thousand people died in this devastating earthquake and they had said on the San Andreas fault line um, that, you know, it goes so far across the country. And, and there's even um, thoughts, baby, that Africa may at some point split in two hmm. and become two continents because it sets on a fault line. And as I was thinking about these devastating earthquakes that, that are happening across the world, I thought about earthquakes in the heart. Hmm. Um, I was reading my, for my devotional the other day, Psalm 19 and 12, and it says, how can I know all the sins lurking uh, in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. And that word faults in Hebrew is uh, in reference to fault lines. Okay. Fault lines are what cause earthquakes. Absolutely. Um, what happens in an earthquake is that there are these tectonic plates right. that shift occasionally, but if they don't shift and get stuck, there's energy that builds up stress that builds up in the plates. And when the earth naturally ro rotates, eventually those plates become unstuck and all of that stored up energy that was in those plates gets released at one time, thus mm. an earthquake, mm. a devastating earthquake. Um, and so the psalmist, he writes about, cleanse me from these hidden faults. Can you see in the heart of humans that all of us potentially can have some fault lines that can lead to blow ups and tear ups and breakups if we don't address them? Absolutely. If we have any stress or any breaks in our heart that have not been resolved in our relationship that could potentially set up as you're stating these fault lines and as you also stated with the fault lines if there is an unnatural shift that happens then it can cause a devastating earthquake and just as you said in marriage if that happens in marriage if it hasn't been taken care of mm that stored up energy, that unbalance, that that lack of communication, 
those things could cause really big shifts and earthquakes in a, in a marriage, in a relationship. You know, part of intimacy in marriage, in relationships, is being able to be open and honest about what your heart Absolutely. is dealing with. Absolutely. And the, and the longer we're in relationship, the easier it ought to be to reveal your heart. But the psalmist even says the heart is so deceptive. Who can know it? No one but God can really know it. And sometimes we're even blind to our own fault lines mm. because we have not done any introspection. And it's important that all of us take a scan of our hearts to see if we have any fault lines and to ask the Holy Spirit to show us our fault line. If we're going to stay married, if we're going to be successful in marriage, we must be willing to share our hearts. And a lot of people, like we said in previous podcasts, they don't have a problem taking their clothes off, mm -hmm. of being physically naked. It is the emotional nakedness that is hard for a lot of people to do. Why do you think it's so hard for people to share what's really going on in their hearts with their spouse? It's the vulnerability. It's being able to just share exactly what is in your heart without there being any repercussion, whether it's bad or good. But I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I, I, I'm going to keep it to myself. Well, then package it in a way that it's not going to hurt my feelings and reveal it when it's in an incubator stage, not when it's full blown. Yeah. So when something is very small and it hasn't mushroomed into something, reveal it to me then in the inception, not when it's a full grown adult. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it um, it's so frustrating because we sometimes sometimes we don't know how to share because we're afraid we're going to hurt somebody's feeling. But here's the thing. What you don't share can hurt worse. Absolutely. Right? What you mm -hmm. what you don't share can hurt worse because that tension keeps building over time. You keep swallowing, you keep repressing, you keep pushing it down. And before you know it, there's a big blow up. And the other and person doesn't know what's going on. Doesn't know. Because doesn't something's being suppressed or repressed, your your spouse wouldn't know. The the, fir the first year of marriage is probably the hardest for couples, if you can make it through your first year of marriage, they say you can make it. No, it's actually the first five. The first five? The first five years. And then comes the seven year itch. The seven year itch. The seven year itch is when you're like, do I still want to be married? I'm still kind of young. I can still get back out there. The kids, if we have kids, you know, I can still make it. And then there's a 21 year fracture where all of this stuff you've been swallowing and storing up that you've been sweeping on the rug the kids are going at the house and it's just y'all and there's an explosion because you didn't deal with your fault lines mm. so we want to talk about four fault lines today that you need to deal with so that your marriage won't implode right. or split apart yes. right the first thing that i thought of sweetheart is unspoken frustrations concerning lack of intimacy can you talk about that? Hmm. You said unspoken frustrations concerning lack of intimacy. One, there needs to be constant com communication. I can't mm -hmm. say that enough because the other spouses, if you're, if one spouse is thinking that they're doing everything that they know to do, that they been trying to do and the other person is still experiencing some frustration that's unfair that the spouse hasn't said anything but it also needs to be said in a 
loving way that, hey, I'm ex can we do X, Y, Z? Or I'm a bit frustrated because my body is changing. I want to please you in this manner. Mm -hmm. And right now I can't. So just having those open, free-flowing, constant communication, that dialogue is so important. You know, in our in our younger years, we were we walked on eggshells a little bit. You know, we didn't want to tell the other, I don't like it like that. Mm -hmm. It's not really doing anything for me. Or I wish you would talk to me more. Those those initial things, we're kind of like trying to feel each other out mm -hmm. and not hurt the other's feelings. But now that we've been married, it'd be 30 years 30 this year. Years. We know we speak to things sooner. Absolutely. Because we learn through trial and error mm -hmm. that when we held stuff, frustrations, they splintered off into something that neither one of us really wanted. A conversation or an argument about a sock on the floor really wasn't about a sock on the floor. It was a built up frustrations mm -hmm. of expectations that were not Absolutely. communicated and not met. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to express what it is that you want. Ask for the love that you want. Ask for the communication that you want. I'm glad that we're in our mature years. We can say, you know, can you go softer when you kiss me there or, or when you're touching? Can you slow down? When we're making love, you know, baby, can you slow down for a little bit? Those, or, are, those are things we couldn't say earlier. Right. On. Or even if it's one of those days and you're just not feeling it, you had a bad day that you can communicate to your spouse. Hey, can you just hold me tonight? Mm -hmm. You know, without the other one being feeling a certain kind of way. Yeah. And, you know, it took maturity on my part to be able to say, you know what? What's one night? You know what I mean? She got a headache tonight or she's tired tonight. You know, we made love three times this week, so let me hold her tonight. But again, even with that, we had to build up what was a good rhythm, and we had to talk about that. We had mm -hmm. to talk those things through. And so it's so important that you talk about the intimacy mm -hmm. that you desire and you need. You ought to be able to ask for that. And, you know, a lot of people say, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. When you go to the dentist and you have a feeling, you got to get that. You got to get a shot of Novocaine mm -hmm. or with, laughing gas or laughing gas before you get the feeling, Absolutely. the drill in your tooth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, well, I don't want her that you telling your spouse the truth. Is like getting a shot of Novocaine so you can get to the root of the problem. If I don't give you the Novocaine, it's going to hurt worse because I'm going to have to pull the tooth that could have been prevented if I would have been able to make this minor repair. Or if you don't get the Novocaine, you're not going to be able to go as deep as you need to oh do my God. to get all, all the infection Woo. so that the tooth can be repaired. So that initial conversation, as painful as you think it's going to be, is going to be much better than if you held it and didn't express what you were really feeling. And then another thing, we need to have realistic expectations. We talk a lot about asking for the intimacy and the sex that you want, but let's be realistic. Mm. If you are hurting or if you are experiencing mental, having menopausal symptoms, or if you're a man and you're having testosterone issues, then some of those things right then are not going to be feasible right. or they're not going to work. The second thing we want to talk about is unforgiveness for past experiences. Mm, that's a big one. <sighs> I, we've run across so many couples in counseling that are holding on to things that have happened in the past. And 
and they were some traumatizing things like adultery, uh, whether it's uh, a physical affair or an emotional affair. Uh, it could be one spouse who has taken money, you know, without consulting the other. Um, it could be something that was said, mean spirited, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, when we harbor unforgiveness in our hearts, it sets up a fault line. And, and Jesus said this, he said that offenses that are unforgiven causes the heart to grow cold. So the rigidity of your heart, those fractures and fault lines start to deepen and widen. Why? Because your heart loses its flexibility when you harbor unforgiveness. Of course, the buoyancy of your heart, if, if it is indeed an offense like adultery, whether it was physical or mental, if those things have been repeated, and if it if it has not been repeated, if it even feels like to that person, to that spouse, that that one in the relationship, then again, those things still need to be communicated, whether it's a trigger and say, hey, babe, you know, I, I know that it may sound silly, but, you know, that really hurt my feelings mm -hmm. when you said X, Y, Z or when you did such and such. And it's up to the spouse to respond in a loving manner and not take offense and say, well, I didn't mean it to be that way, as opposed to going off and being historical and say, well, I did X, Y, Z and you're not appreciating me. So it's, it takes work. Yeah. At the center of our being is our heart. You know, there's this tantric belief that the heart chakra is at the center of all the other chakras. And it's where we express love. It is where our consciousness dwells. And if that heart chakra is blocked with unforgiveness, then the passion that you have in your sacral chakra, your, your, you know, where the energy, your sexual energy is housed, the heart and the, and the sacral chakra have to connect in order for passionate lovemaking to take place. But if that heart is blocked, that turns into rage. Oh, yes. And you can't fully express the love and the passion you want in your sex life because your heart is blocked mm. or fractured from unforgiveness. So the best thing that we can do in marriage is to learn how to truly forgive. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no record of wrongdoing. Um, and I get it. Adultery, it hurts. It is a violation to your covenant to your love relationship and it takes something out of you it takes trust it takes it, it cools off your passion i'm not saying that it's just something you jump up and get right. over but you have to make a conscious decision that we're going to work towards saving our marriage uh somebody we on a previous podcast we were talking about forgiveness and somebody's like so you just want somebody to stay in an abusive marriage no 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 no, no. I don't want anybody staying in an abusive marriage. I'm talking about a person who is sincerely remorseful for what they did to hurt the other, and they're ready to show fruits of repentance, and they want to work on it. That requires forgiveness, forgiveness of the other and forgiveness of self. Mm -hmm. Now, why do you say forgiveness of self? A lot of times when you mess up in a marriage or relationship and you hurt the other person, 
and they forgive you. You also have to forgive yourself. Like, I can't believe I, I, I did this. I, I'm, 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 I'm such a jerk or I, I messed up. I, I feel awful. Um, when there's true forgiveness, it, it has to be for the offender. And it also has to be for the person who offended. Okay. You know, uh, everybody needs to start with a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And that helps you because love is giving and receiving. It's like breathing, right? Mm-hmm. You got to breathe in and out. Breathing in, breathing out is giving love. Breathing in is receiving love. I like that. So if you're not clear in your heart, then the two-way, the two-way act of love gets stopped up and the fracture is still there. Mm. So there has to be forgiveness on both parts. Anything else you want to say about that? I think that I keep going back to communication. If you even, if there is an offense and it's hidden, it will still come out My Lord. in some way. It may be something very trivial. And you mentioned about the heart chakra and the sacral chakra. And I'm talking about, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it, the third eye, but discernment. Mm-hmm. Spouses know mm-hmm. when something is off kilter. And if you keep trying to hide something, that's going to even fracture the relationship even more when it is disclosed. Girl, you done jumped the ramp and gone to the next thing. Uh So that leads to the next one. Uh Uh-oh, didn't know. Hidden sins or unsanctioned relationship. Mm, Okay. And, and, And my wife is right. When you have discernment, as many of you do, and and that third eye and even even your your solar plexus houses your discernment so that you know when something is adrift. Tell, say more about you talking about solar plexus. Are we talking about the earth shifting or are we talking about our human? We're talking about the human self. So that okay. the third chakra is okay. the solar plexus, okay. right? Okay. And that's where we get our gut instinct. Mm. And then the third eye is your... <laughs> is your sense of discernment, what we call in the Christian faith, the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit gives you discernment. The Holy Spirit gives you this instinctiveness to like, something is not right. Why are they, they're breaking pattern. They're not as close as they used to be. We're not talking like we used to. Something's adrift. And it could be that there's an exit open. Mm. Uh, When it is that we have unsanctioned relationships with people who are not our spouses, that breaks up the connection between a husband and wife and you can start feeling them. I can't put my finger on it, but something's not right. Mm. Uh, and so that fault line, if it's not addressed, can lead to a breakup due to betrayal because we have this rule that we don't have relationships with the opposite spouse. We don't have relationship with people of the opposite sex who are not friends with our spouse. Exactly. Right. So we can we can we can be friends with other couples, but we all got to be friends and we can't have any relationship, extramarital relationships that are not known about Mm -hmm. because that can lead to something very ugly and disastrous. So hidden sins, I think, is coupled with that. 
in the sense that sin is anything that misses the mark of God's standard. Mm -hmm. Is there something in your heart that is not at the standard of what God would have for you and your spouse don't know about it? That is a potential fault line. And you have to check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. This is true. But you have to check your total self and do a a survey of yourself. Like, am I being totally fulfilled by my spouse? And if I'm not, what have I not done to communicate that to my spouse so that he's aware of it? Mm -hmm. Because I can't hold him accountable for something he's not aware of. That's true. That's true. Uh, can't heal what you want to conceal. Whatever you cover up, I can't get to it unless you share it with me. And that's why it's so important. If we're going to be in a relationship, if we're going to be married, if we're going to be in this thing for life, mm -hmm. I need to know everything. everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And the indifferent. I, I don't hold nothing back. As long, watch this, speak truth in love. It's you don't have to tear life. down the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like the way you kiss. I don't like, you know, you don't satisfy, you know, you can't do that. You got to give them something to work with, something to reach for. Instead of saying, I don't like the way you kiss, you can say, can you kiss me softer? Or when they do kiss you away, oh, baby, I like that you kiss me like this. It's we have to make sure that we are lifting each other up while we're still trying to teach our spouse, how we want to be loved. Yeah, it's, it's more it's more important that when you catch your spouse doing something right, you you reward that mm -hmm. as opposed to nagging about the things they do wrong. Exactly. Because it's been proven in, in management theory that it's better to catch your, your staff doing something good and rewarding them than to catch just them. always catch them doing something wrong and jumping on them. And mm -hmm. sometimes it feels like that in marriage, like, I can't please you, mm -hmm. right? And so the more we reward people with good behavior, the more people want to, to repeat that. Oh, because people innately, human beings innately want to please one another. Mm -hmm. Whether that's if you're a child and you want to please your parents or if you're married, you want to please your spouse. That is an innate trait that we as humans want to, to do. Yeah. The last thing we're going to talk about is secrets. Okay. What they have you heard this before? What they don't know won't, won't hurt them. Yep. Why is that untrue? Everything they don't know hurts, whether it's financial, emotional, physical. It's it's untrue because you're not giving that person an opportunity to know how to safeguard themselves. And what they don't know could kill them. Absolutely. If you're out in the streets, you could bring home something. AIDS. Or if you're out in the streets and you come upon somebody that is not all the way there, that person can wreck your whole life. Um, you know, if there's an extra marital whatever and a male or female that's outside the marriage, they could ruin your entire life. Man, we watched a crazy movie the other night. Uh, it was with, oh, my God, uh, the guy who played Neo in The Matrix it, it'll lose me right now, but I know, I'm trying to think too. Keanu Reeves. Okay. And I can't think of the title of the movie, but here's the scenario. 
he sees these two young ladies walking down the street. Mm. Yes, I remember now. And they're in the rain and they're wet and they're looking all vulnerable. And he's going home. His family's away on vacation or something. His wife and two kids are gone. And he's like, he picks them up. He's like, what's wrong? Uh, our car broke down. We need help. So he takes them to the house. He lets them go use the restroom, shower, gives them robes. And they come out and they're flirting with him. Uh, he's probably middle aged. They're in their 20s. So he thinks. And they start flirting with him. And he's like, no, I'm married. Leave me alone. And they're like, no, you know, you look so attractive. And and they they get this guy. They seduce him. And he makes love, has sex. He has sex with these two young ladies. And then they tell him, we're really teenagers. And you're going to jail unless you do ABC. It turned into a nightmare. They wrecked his home. They tortured him. And then at the end, they said this to him. They said, this always happens with you married men. You can never turn down uh, the the sex that's offered from two women. You can't say no. And now your family is going to have to live with your embarrassing choices. And he, they also said, we thought you were different, but you weren't. Yeah. It, it, so, yeah, and, it and so the fault line, we, if we went back and look at Keanu Reeves' character and looked at his heart, we might see some fault lines of busyness, some fault lines of uncommunicated expectations. There was something there already inside of him that made him vulnerable to the approach of these two young women mm -hmm. that he regretted for the rest of his life. And so we don't want y'all to have any mm -hmm. regrets uh, in your marriage. You have to deal with the fault lines. Those th those unconfessed sins, those secret relationships, if there's any relationships that are unsanctioned that your spouse does not know about, you need to cut those exits off immediately. Stop entertaining people on social media. Stop DMing people. Uh, you have to make sure that you're open and honest about every form of communication with somebody outside of your marriage so that you protect yourself. Because what did the Lord say? He says, what the, what God brings together, let no man, let no man or woman, woman tear asunder. And these fault lines that go unaddressed are in danger of fracturing your marriage. Anything else you want to say about those fault lines? The only that way that you can prevent having these fault lines is being true and honest to your spouse. The best gift you can give your spouse is not only your heart, but the trust of your being and honesty. Yeah. We have to bear our souls to one another. That's why we're soulmates. Yes. If anybody has access to your heart and what's really on your heart, you know, we always say stuff like, can you share your heart? Mm -hmm. And what that means is not just the good stuff, but the stuff you're really thinking. The stuff that's really inside, the the fault lines, the, the 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 potential fractures. Let me know now before it turns into a devastating earthquake, before we lose our family, before we, we go broke, before we hit to divorce court. There are some things that can be prevented. I was just on the, the, the phone with my insurance carrier and I was contemplating whether or not I should get earthquake insurance because with all of this news out about potential earthquakes. And we sit on the Madrid fault line in Memphis and we're overdue for a major earthquake. I've been really contemplating getting some earthquake insurance, right? 
And my insurance provider was like, well, you know, most of us minorities don't really get um, earthquake insurance. We just depend upon the Red Cross. And I think in marriage, a lot of people think that an earthquake can never happen to them, that I'll just deal with it when it happens. No, there's some preventive measures, counseling. Mm -hmm. If you need it, get it, right? Um, difficult conversations. You got to have those difficult conversations. You got to practice forgiveness. You got to be clear about what you need sexually, being able to ask for the sex you want, being able to ask for the intimacy, the communication that mm -hmm. you want, how you want it, the detail that you need as a woman. Uh, all of us have needs and we can avoid those earthquakes and those devastating breakups if we're honest. So hopefully this has helped you today um, to discover those fault lines in your relationship so you can do preventive maintenance now and put some things in place so that when those issues come up, it could be a it could be a tremor and not a devastating earthquake. Anything coming up that you can we want to remind the people about? I want to remind you that we have an inner circle where we do, we provide to couples counseling. Uh, we have coaching. We have a fun group of married couples, like-minded married couples. And if you want to be a part of that, you can join that by going to theedencircle.com. Again, that's theedencircle.com. So what do you get in this group, in this edencircle.com? You get weekly newsletters to help you give you some tips on how to build your relationship. We have monthly Zoom masterclasses with our couples. We're having an amazing link up this Friday. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. We've got um, a representative from Candy Coated Nights uh, who's coming with some, some adult toys and, and, and pleasure uh, items to enhance our marriage. Uh, we're going to play some games. And we got about, was it 10 couples? 10 couples. Are 10 coming. couples are coming to our home and we're going to have games. We have uh, deep conversations around passion and intimacy, and it's going to be amazing. And you can be a part of our inner circle uh, by simply going to theedencircle.com and signing up to be a part of our inner circle, because we want to see you and your spouse stay married and enjoy being married and have the best sex and intimacy and love that you could imagine. So thank you again for being on. If you have not gone to our YouTube channel to subscribe, subscribe. Please share this podcast with other couples who need to hear what you just heard. Uh, and, and please um, continue to love on each other and make your marriage what you want it to be. We love you guys. See you next time. See you next just time. Be blessed. Just we can work it out. These things go hand in hand. Know what I'm talking about. But can we have one without the other? One without the other. Yeah. One without the other. One without the other. Yeah. We made it through the test. Strengthening love and safety.